Welcome to Simply Happy, a show helping you learn more empowered living through mental, emotional, and energetic mastery. I'm Olivia Ryman, an author, empowerment coach, and your hostess with the mostest. As someone who's overcome bipolar, anxiety, depression, and more, I'm a firm believer that you have the power to not let any circumstance hold you back. It's my mission to help you take ownership of your life from the inside out. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your guide Olivia and thanks for joining me for this episode of Simply Happy. Also, sending a loving reminder to join us over on Patreon if you haven't already where I can better help you help yourself. You can learn more about each support tier by going to www.simplyolly.com. That's O-L-I, Ollie. The link is in the show notes. Welcome, my friend, to episode 215, Fighting the Victim Story. Every once in a blue moon, I don't know if it's actually a blue moon, but we have five episodes in a month. And what I like to use that fifth episode for is personal stuff, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I share a lot of personal stuff, but this one is just me talking about my life and my experiences and what I'm going through. Uh, Maybe you'll take away some things. Maybe you'll just learn some stuff about me. Who knows? But um, that's what I like to do with these uh, these little bonus. They feel like little bonus episodes because I drop these, of course, every Wednesday at 4 a.m. Have been for years. And... um, and I like to just use sometimes that fifth Wednesday we get occasionally to to just chatsies with you. Honestly, just keep it laid back, not try to teach anything per se, but just share my own life. Um, and this is what I've been doing lately. This sounds so thrilling. My own life, fighting the victim story. Oh, poor soul. Um, for real, though, I have had, and this, this is something I've... Uh, you know, I recently published uh, my latest book, Unboxed, which is all about identity reclamation and finding freedom within the facets of self. Um, and I do have a chapter in there. The part one is very memoir style. Um, I don't. I think I said that word, memoir. Um, it's memoir. <laughs> it's it's stories about my life. Um, and there is a chapter in there called Victim, actually. Um, and these, you know, each chapter is a facet of my own identity, and it's it's how I'm. It's how I've been growing through those things and not feeling trapped by them anymore. And by no means because they're published in a book doesn't mean that they're freaking done. <laughs> I wish. I wish it was just like, yes, Olivia, once you've completed a chapter of life, uh, publish a book and call it a day. But, you know, it continues on <laughs> sometimes. Because <laughs> there's just layers and layers, especially stuff that's been, you know, with us for a long time. Anyway, uh, you can grab the book now on my site on my website. And also I have cool bonuses over on Patreon that go along with the book. It's the first time I've uh, done something like that. So it's been really, really cool uh, to have like a sick playlist that just shows my eclecticness with music um, that like carries the arch of the journey through musical avenues. Um, So yeah, I've got like the Spotify playlist and and uh, hypnosis for your own unboxing process, and a workbook uh, with journaling prompts. Anyway, I'm ex- it's part of my life. I'm excited about this book, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, but I have had this long-standing pattern of feeling victimized. And, um, dude, I mean, it's been 
when I like think about it and I'm like, okay, when did this start, Olivia? Um, you know, sometimes I think back to like the childhood pieces I can remember, right? Um, and I'm like, wow, like I didn't feel victimized then. Like I was, I was legitimately just an innocent child uh, living life. I say that now, even though now I'm like recalling memories of like, oh, that's one of those pieces that led to further shame. Um, maybe we all have them, but you know, I, I think about that time, but it's so funny because it's like that time came after, (laughs) um, a time in my life that I apparently experienced enough trauma to black out the first seven years of my life. So it's like, (laughs) so it feels like this victim piece has always kind of been there, you know, just always been there. I mean, if, if, if I went through enough to black out the first seven years of my life, it's, it's significant <laughs> enough to, to fall under, you know, feeling victimized. And again, I blacked out again between like, gosh, I can't even remember, like 10, 10 and 12 or something in that, in that like in that range. I like there's a whole chunk where like my life shifted and I don't actually remember any of the transition like moving or anything or how I interacted with people like it's all gone it's just interesting so you know and again I talk about it a lot in the book but it's something I've been working on where I'm like I don't want to feel victimized by every single thing like things happen things go sideways things go wrong you know and I think that's the stuff I have done a lot of work around actually now that I'm thinking about it right like anything that's out of my control kind of in the sense of like just happenstance random thing happens you know I have really worked on fighting that victim story and not feeling victimized um or feeding the story of being a victim uh through those experiences like you know like how many months ago I don't know (laughs) when uh when my kid smashed my laptop after you know my car has um still been in the shop for being broken. Also, uh, the saga continues for those of you who haven't been listening long enough. We have officially reached the six month mark of my car, um, being away and being worked on. And, um, we still haven't even started the whatever number rounds of repairs this is. Um, it hasn't even started yet because the part that would start the whole process arrived broken. Um, so at the time of this recording, which I will say is May 28th, uh, I know this is like the end of June. It's like almost a month later. Uh, maybe I'll have my car by the time you hear this episode. Keep your fingers crossed. Like cross your fingers right now and be like, I hope, I hope Olivia has her car <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see. I'll let you know next month. But, um, you know, it's just those types of experiences where I really have been using them as like a playing field for not f- being f- victimized or like feeling like I'm just the victim, right? Like you have that moment of victimization where you're like, dang it, why is this happening to me? And then you let it go and it doesn't feed the identity portion of being a victim. <coughs> Coughs. And um, so that is where I think my practice, I'm like, I'm like having revelations as I record this episode, but that is where my practice has been a lot. And that's why this like ends up having layers, right? And when I'm, it's so funny because like when I'm feeling really good, my mind can make up chaos. Like I can find things that irritate me that I'm like, why am I having to do this? Like, like literally like just the victimization comes out so fiercely. Like it doesn't want to go because I know that like this is, I know for me, this is like 
this is the closing of a chapter. Like if I can start to live from a place of like love and going with the flow and not identifying and relating so much with the chaos of life, that's going to be a whole new chapter of living and experiencing life for me. Because all I've known is to relate to the chaos, to be ready to pivot, to be reactive, to handle whatever, you know, life throws me and just muscle through it. Like that's been the narrative. And, um, and so it's like not, you know, really getting into the, the area of going, okay, well now I'm not going to practice, you know, finding myself through the chaos that I experience. And, um, you know, actually like live in a place of contentment. That just sounds so silly, but to actually live in a place of, of contentment, like that's my next chapter. And, um, it's not to say things won't still happen, but it's just, again, it's just feeling safe and secure and strong and, uh, content even, even through those moments, even if I have to release some emotion around it in the moment, but it's, it's feeding that story, right. Of like, stability of of um resilience not not just resilience because I've been resilient right but it's like stability and it's and it's just like calm collected confidence (laughs) that's what I'm working on and it's been interesting because uh, I would say over the last like month or two you know I've really been like reconciling with this realization I've had for myself so Oh, and this, you know, you can, this is me, right? Okay, not even a people pleaser, but this is me being hesitant of how I'm about to be perceived as I speak about this because I, I, I am mindful. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but like, you know, I, I do share my perspectives very honestly with, with you all. And um. so like, I have always, you know, I grew up, I, again, I talk about this in the book a lot of this is because it's like one of the most vulnerable books I've ever written I really share a lot that like I don't I haven't shared anywhere else um but in Unbox there's a chapter called white it's about being white um and by no means is it this like self-pity I'm victimized for being white type of chapter it's very much the opposite um but you know I I speak to the fact that I, I grew up uh living with like um like an equality lens of life um, where, you know, I just, I just saw everybody as equals and that's not like the worst thing in the world. Right. But, but we have to really like live with like an equity <laughs> lens on life. Um, and, and so this, this equality lens, you know, eventually I, I finally broke out of it and then, but I, and then I, there was the, okay, I'm learning about the oppressed and the oppressors. Right. I'm learning that, that dichotomy. Um, and then, but again, it was still like an other, it, not an other, but like it was still outside of me, right? It was still out there of like, oh, this is happening to these people and, and stuff like that. And um, not to say that I haven't, you know, been part of like a systemic issue, but I digress. Um, but recently, like over the past couple months, I like came to terms with, <laughs> this sounds so, this sounds so dramatic and I don't mean for it to be, but like that I'm actually part of the oppressed group because I just never realized that. Like, and it's fascinating because just, just 
and I and I say the oppressed group as in statistically speaking, when it comes to opportunities, um, equal rights, and stuff like that, right? And you know, it's set in, of course, with um, f- it's set in with <sighs> coming out as bisexual and going, okay, now I'm part of this group that is marginalized. Right. And and I can't recommend enough uh, the book, The Gay Revolution. Uh, it was a great education on uh, gay rights history and activism and and that, you know, all of that. And it's just, it's just like it's like we're so not even that far removed from it. It's just wild to me. But um, and realizing, you know, again, I think this is something also something I talk about in the book, but just um, finding these pieces of your identity that puts you in potentially not for everybody, but um, it, it, there were a few that put me in marginalized groups that experience discrimination, that do not experience equal rights, um, and stuff like that. And, um, and it was fascinating. So it started with that. And, and then, of course, too, like the things coming out about the, like the Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida and just in trans rights and just all of this stuff. And it was just like, ah, ugh. and then, um, and, and, and being like, this is the part of, this is, the group I am part of, like, this is the community that I am part of, even if it maybe doesn't directly impact me in the way that other people are being impacted at this moment. Um, but then it also really came to light when I went through my own journey, connecting with being a woman. Um, and again, that is something I write about in the book. Uh, I'm not going to like totally get into it here, but being a woman and being a mother and how, both of those things ding you. And I've known this, I've known this because it's even come up where I like looked at my resume and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, like if I try to go to get a job, (laughs) I haven't worked in how long, or I've worked very short jobs or, you know, like it doesn't look good. And it's because I have stayed at home with my children. And it's just like, it was just having so it was taking the victim story to a new level, right? Of it's not just experiences that are victimizing me, not just experiences that I happen to have to go through, right? It is actually being a part of groups that are currently actively still experiencing oppression, right? Even women's rights are being <laughs> threatened right now. Um, so... Yeah, it's like reconciling with that and, and and again, not letting it drag me into the victim story. Oh, I'm victimized. I, oh, or I don't have, you know, oh, I don't have equal rights or these people are against me type of thing. Sorry. But um, not allowing that coming to light to feed that story, right? And, and kind of using it for like letting it. So I had like I, today I like meditated as I, as I do often. And, um, and I get really good insights when I meditate and the mantra, um, uh, I will, I, it was, I think it was something like, I will let this inspire me instead of worry me. Um, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to do this gross thing again. That's life. Um, so yeah, having that mantra of, of and, and, and just that perspective, right. On it too, of I'm going to let this inspire me instead of worry me. Uh, and coming from that place and having that energy of going, 
this, it's fine. This can be the foundation and I will rise anyway. I will rise regardless, you know, and, and not feeding the victimized story. And this, this comes up too often for me, comes up most regularly in the form of gender roles. Um, cause I, I, I am, I have been a stay at home mom. I have, you know, been the caregiver. I have been the person who does the cooking and the cleaning. And it's just like roles I, of course, like never wanted for myself. That's a whole other thing I read about in the book. But, um, but, uh, it is probably one of the most frequently triggering things for me because it's, it's a place where I can feel that like oppression set in, right? And I can feel victimized. And so I have felt like nuts with my thoughts everywhere because I'm like instilling this new belief and this new pattern, thought pattern and behavior pattern uh, for myself. And when you're on the verge, like when you're actually doing that work, I find that this is the hardest part for me because everything feels can feel very chaotic because your brain is essentially trying to do what's comfortable and it's trying to keep you in that pattern and it's like no that's new that's different I don't like that we're familiar with being the victim we're familiar with complaining and feeling victimized and feeling bad for ourselves and feeling like we have no control and all the pity and like that's what's familiar and so it's just it has felt so chaotic lately because my brain has definitely, and it's when I know I'm doing it right. Like that's when I know I'm on the right track is when my brain is going bananas because it's trying to keep me in the old pattern. It means like I'm right there. I'm like about to break through because um, it's fighting so hard. And I just have to have the self-discipline to just keep at it long enough to where it goes, oh, this is the new normal. And then it gets me in that space. And there might be things that trigger me occasionally, but that'll be the new normal. And, um, yeah, so it's, it has felt a bit like a fight, but like a worthy one and one that I know is not going to be forever. And I'm excited to get on the other side of it and see, and really get to like fully experience what that's like to not be held back by the idea of being the victim or the narrative of being the victim right? That I, I am more than that. I have always been more than that. That's just been the easy one to feed because it started from when I was so young and that's just what I leaned into. So it's interesting seeing it come up in all these different layers and, um, and, and navigating it and having to double down. I mean, literally, I'm going to be so honest with you. <laughs> it's so funny. The other night I was feeling it so hard and and my brain was going rampant with like old patterns of thought and just like why am i having to do this and like i should bring this up and i should fight this and like and it was literally because what it does is it's trying to stir up chaos in my environment so that i feel comfortable because when if there's like a disagreement or just like things are needing to change or whatever like that's again what it's all comfortable with and so I was like, no, let's set, like, let's rein this back in. Let's settle this down. I put on, 
I started talking, y'all might think I'm nuts, <gasps> like go back to the own your crazy bit. Um, I've always been an advocate for talking to yourself, right? Like out loud talking to yourself. And last night I threw on like the most, I don't know if it was like English, like British accent, like soft spoken, sweet nanny British accent. <laughs> um, that I could muster. And I like kept it to a whisper. Like it wasn't even raising my voice. And, um, and I just was talking to myself and I was like, oh, <laughs> I can't even whip it out right now. Cause it was so genuine in that moment. But, um, I just talked to myself and I was like, kind of like nurturing myself. I think that's why the nanny reference came up because I was just like nurturing myself like with this other voice. And I was very conscious of it. So please don't be like, oh, Boo is dissociating or like <laughs> Boo's popping out and birthing some new personalities. No, I was very conscious of it, um, but I just let it roll. I just let it happen because it actually helped me like get through it um, without having to like overthink about it. It allowed me to just like breeze through it and to feel a whole lot better afterwards. And so like that... <laughs> That's if I got to go to those links, I'll go to those links, dude. I'll do whatever I need to. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what life is. Gosh, my life sounds absurd. That's what life's been looking like for me lately. I mean, it's also very like I'm sitting and reading Harry Potter and like, you know, making TikToks and taking videos of nature. Like it's not all it's not all this so please know that um chatting with friends you know so this is me maybe trying to be like my life's normal look at me anyway this is this is what I've been working on lately so take it or leave it and again I I go so deeply I'm not like trying to promote my book but there this is so much I talk so much about all of this in that book and it honestly didn't even dawn on me until I was like talking to you because it's my life. It's my freaking life. That's why. Um, but there's so much of it in the book. And um, I really, yeah, go go grab it. Go check it out. Get it for yourself. Get it for other people. Um, I love this book and I'm excited for it. And sometime soon I'll start writing the next one. But I'm just savoring it. I'm just savoring this one. <laughs> Since it just was published. But that that's it that is it. I hope, I don't know if you had found it enjoyable, but this was, this was a real talk with Olivia. You're welcome. Um, this one actually, so normally over on Patreon, I have journal prompts. This one won't have journal prompts. Anytime I do a personal episode, I, I don't try to journal prompt when I'm sharing, uh, you know, do your own reflection if you'd like. But, uh, if you'd love to chat with me or, uh, chat with other people, have community, um, with some others that are doing this kind of stuff that are maybe just as weird, if not more. No, I'm kidding. Um, we're all weird. We're all having fun uh, over in the Discord chat over on Patreon. So that that is available over there if you would like some semblance of community um, and also to like keep up to date with just I post there weekly. Um, so, and I'm posting like more personal stuff. So if you like the personal stuff, definitely go over to Patreon. Cause that's where I don't do it on social media anymore. I'm only sending out emails once a month now. 
um, as just like recaps. Um, that is where I'm posting regularly. So if you want to uh, keep up with my shenanigans and, and my personal growth, of course, and whatever the latest book I'm working on is, that's all there. Um, I love it over there. It's been a joy. And there's also, um, you know, the option to work one-on-one with me. There is also um, some more like bonus stuff available there as well. So go check it out for yourself. But um, we would love to have you over there, whether you're interacting with us or not, because there's just a lot of lot of good stuff uh, available to you. Um, Yeah. So if you like this episode, please spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. You can also check out my self-help books and Patreon at www.simplyolly.com. Links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying simply awesome. I'll keep saying simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.